0: Finding this podcast magical? Why not toss a coin to your Witches and a Druid podcast through the ACAST supporter feature? It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to show your support now. Welcome to Three Witches and a Druid Podcast, a Canadian podcast about paganism in today's modern society. And now, Three Witches and the Druid Podcast present Shen
2: Ka. It's always been this way, time never change souls trapped inside themselves, reaching, never touching, two flowers in the sand, longing for each other for a bridge to cross reaching never touching wrapped up wrapped up wrapped up in glass I tried to reach you once you tried to reach Can't ignite the fire Giving, never taking And when you give your all There's nothing left inside We stand to empty souls Giving, never taking Wrapped up, wrapped up Wrapped up in glass Passion dies a lonely death for those who try to harm. Endless fantasies are woven on the silken web of dreams. Time cannot erase the timeless pain of failure. The cold inside grows colder now. Wrapped up, wrapped up wrapped up wrapped up in glass some endless picture show where the hero always wins it's so easy to pretend speaking never feels Frost is on the mirror now, barring your reflection. I sit inside my crystal shell, speaking never feeling. Wrapped up, wrapped up, wrapped up in glass. Fashion dies a lonely death for those who try to harm Endless fantasies are woven on the silken web of dreams. Time cannot erase the timeless pain of failure. The cold inside grows colder now. Wrapped up. Wrapped up, wrapped up, wrapped up in glass.
3: everybody, and welcome back to Three Witches and a Druid. We are on episode three of the ADF9 Druid Virtues and how they correlate in our lives as modern pagans.
4: I'm Margot. And I'm Maeve. Gwen.
5: And I'm Brian. So before the episode, we were mostly talking about coffee shops and Margot sort of got on a story about coffee shops and gifting them Flowers, And I made her stop because our first virtue today is my personal favorite, hospitality. <laughs> hospitality is acting as both a gracious host and an appreciative guest involving benevolence, friendliness, humor, and the honoring of a gift for a gift. Or as Merriam-Webster defines it, hospitality. Hospitable treatment reception and disposition the activity or business of providing services to guests in hotels restaurants bars etc obviously head worn hotels
4: is that why you put the jelly beans out because I was coming
5: well yes yes my little jelly beans and the Ritz <laughs> and the wine That's, so for for Karen and I as followers of Garris hospitality is our biggest thing so when people come to our home we don't want them to feel like they're guests they are part of our home it is a very maritime tradition the first time you ask for a glass of water i will get up and get you a glass of water next time you ask for a glass of water you know where the glasses are you know where the water is
4: i have the once you're here the third time that's it. Get your own glass of water. Yeah. First two times I will. You have one. We have two. I do too. You've been in my house three times. Now you can go find that for yourself.
5: Yeah. yeah. But you, you're <laughs> a part of my home is yeah. the point. So Margot was talking about visiting Starbucks.
3: I admit I love Starbucks. They do they have get, some delicious things. And they get me through my work day. I are, work hard.
5: Are you like a pink unicorn fluffy Starbucks person? Or no. do you have like... This is what I get. This is time. what
3: I get. This is, is the same thing every time. Um, I
5: tried that, like, unicorn witch's hairdo? <laughs> it's, it's for,
1: for little sugar. kids. Yeah. It's little kids, yeah. No,
3: I have my drink, and I do not mess around. It's a trente. It's a 30-ounce cold coffee. And for a long time, where I was working... I stopped at a specific Starbucks location. And so they knew my drink. They knew me. I always pre-ordered on the app. It was quicker to park my car and go in and pick it up than it was to pick it up through the drive-through. So they had a face to attach to the order. I also frequently, since I work in a flower shop, if we had flowers that were still perfectly fine, just past the point where I couldn't sell them to a customer, I would drop them off at the coffee shop for someone should enjoy them. Why don't they enjoy them? So I took some time off. I had my knee replacement. I am now working in a different location. So I go to a different location to pick up my coffee. And when I stopped last week and dropped off some flowers for them, apparently they posted it to their internal Starbucks social media. Yeah. A couple days later, I did happen to stop into the old location and the manager said, we saw they posted your tulips. That's not fair. I answered that Margo's ours. You need to send her back. She's our favorite. (laughs) So, I mean, they are showing hospitality by providing me with the fuel I need to get me through the day. Yeah. And I am showing them my appreciation of their hospitality Mm -hmm. by gifting them with flowers from time to time. Right. I've even written on the card, You helped me survive Christmas (laughs) in a flower shop. (laughs) (laughs) So it's almost as crazy as Mother's Day weekend. Not quite. Mother's Day is it. So, is the biggest one.
5: So, it is like a card carrying member of the Basic Bitch Club. (laughs) <laughs> who is a pumpkin spice latte addict. I get it. Like, But what's happened is that you've created a bond with these employees that is a gift for a gift.
3: It is. It truly mm-hmm. is. I feel I want them to understand that what they provide me with is an important and integral part of me getting through my day. Not getting through my day, enjoying my day.
5: Yeah so you you surpassed the standard gift of here is money give me my magic non-murder juice yes and you've created something more that is mm-hmm. the dictionary definition of hospitality
0: to me. i think
1: yeah a gift for a gift seems transactional to me but when it is well it's often a relationship it's the of if the, for yeah me. i was Okay, I was going to say the way it it seemed really transactional, but what Margot explains is a creation of relationship and honoring each other. It's a way of yeah. of showing that you honor the relationship you've developed.
3: Yes, for, for sure. I mean, I know a lot of people are like, oh, Starbucks charge way too much for coffee. I'm not going to tip. Starbucks staff work as hard as anybody else. Yes, yeah. they do. It's no. my choice whether I'm going to pay this much for a coffee. Mm-hmm. I enjoy this coffee far more than from anybody anywhere else. I am willing to pay this money. And again, it is my non-murder juice.
5: Yeah. For Isn't sure. I the last time you've gone into, into a Starbucks and there's only one barista. There's always six yes. behind that counter.
3: They're running and working hard. The
5: entire I, time.
3: When I had that brief period of unemployment, did apply to Starbucks. Mm. Because I thought, I'm here often enough. And
1: I know the menu.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But again, it's not a sit on your tuchus Mm. and scroll through Facebook on your phone kind of job. Those folks are working hard. Yes, they do. Anyone in
4: food service and on their feet on their feet work work.
3: which is what i do like i'm in flowers yeah i don't get to sit down you're in retail i'm running constantly but again i love it i would rather do that than sit for extended periods of time
4: now not being a coffee person they used to have this thing that was rose flavored. Mm. They had this rose stuff. They would put in this. I could get it, and I'm not a caffeine person. Now, when Chapters still had a Starbucks, if you went to Chapters, of course, I would get. They called it a steamer with milk, yeah. with some gingerbread, or during the right season, pumpkin spice. And that yeah, when was you, a, when you refer to a
5: child, you call it a steamy.
4: Yeah, that was my special treat if I went into you know to Chapters. But I won't lie; I seldom go I, I seldom go to any coffee shop i go to a little coffee shop cafe to meet a friend but it's not a destination for me it's a special you know meeting yeah, a friend no, here for me divert, it's, or a visit. it's a daily I, thing
3: i need this this is what makes me happy at work I that's a
4: lot of coffee
3: 30 is, ounces but it's a liter but there's mm-hmm. but most of that is ice oh okay okay so, okay. Yes. It's, it's cold. Okay. Yes. It's a cold coffee. I gonna say
4: That's a liter of coffee. Good.
3: <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> and I was actually off caffeine for a long time because it was just not agreeing with my stomach. But again, I think this is mostly ice a lot of milk, some mocha flavor, <laughs> that it doesn't upset my stomach quite as much as if I had a cup of coffee. Cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy the relationship. I enjoy the give and take. And the same with my job. You know, people are often coming in for flowers, whether it's I'm going to a dinner party and I want to take a hostess gift or a friend of mine has had a new baby. I want to send celebratory flowers or Someone has passed and I want to send along my sympathy. These are all very important rites of passage that need honoring. And I am honored to be a part of that Right, mm-hmm. as well.
5: And this, of course, applies to if you're holding a ritual and you may be open to the public and you may not know who's coming to your event, and you have to be open for a wide variety of individuals who may be going through a very wide variety of things. One thing our Grove has created is a very tiny training course. I think it's called inclusive hosting. And the idea is that you may have individuals who are going through various struggles and various signs that you can see like things you might be able to see and interpret and be able to adjust your hosting abilities based on what you're seeing so if you have somebody who's come and they don't want to take off your jacket it's okay that jacket may be a moment of comfort for them so you don't push it you just let them keep your jacket and eventually, when it becomes comfortable, maybe we'll take your jacket off and hang it up like everybody else. But little things like that. And for us, that's part of our hospitality.
3: And I know working both at Little Mysteries and at Hill Tribe, we would occasionally have customers that were neurodivergent, different than me, if yeah. I can consider myself the norm, which I really do not, but could be exasperating patience draining and difficult and when i've reached the point in my own mind that the measure of myself as a decent human being on this planet is how i treat people who are different than me
5: right and so that kind of ties back to wisdom to be able to walk into that situation Mm -hmm. and say i need to approach this situation differently
3: with patience, with calmness, with kindness, and allow them to have the experience in this retail social situation that's beneficial for them as well. And that's enjoyable for them. And that has transferred over into customers who may be entitled and impatient and cranky. How can I Improve this customer interaction for you, so that you leave here pleased and pleasant with your experience. Yeah. If you come in competitive, and angry and aggressive, how can I diffuse that? How can I bring you to a point where? Because this is flowers for crying out loud. I know. How yeah. can you not? Mm-hmm. You know. Flowers. So let's make this the most pleasant experience for you as we can and what can I do to facilitate that what ego do I need to let go of in order to make your experience as pleasant as possible right that makes sense I
4: find hospitality I like being hospitable
5: with people well, like that's you know good. in my it's home you all that you know, but approach your door and you just froze. well, the, well
4: the thing is is a lot of people don't enjoy being hospitable to others they don't want people in their space they don't want people to come to their home they well, want it, them it, to come in and get out as fast as possible they they don't they don't enjoy hospitality yep yeah. you know some people who you know for whatever reason they don't like having people around and they're inhospitable. That's, you know, it's a word for a reason. But you I,
3: I, open your home.
4: Well, yes. I've lived with over 40 people from just damn near everywhere. Right. Yeah. So I am, I guess I am. I'm a very hospitable person. As long as you're following my rules. <laughs> if you're not following the rules of my living in my house and you're leaving. Yeah.
2: yeah.
4: <laughs> but uh, it is interesting, and you know, I I guess being in very extroverted, being hospitable is is very easy for me. And I I wonder, I mean, in every every walk of life, there's people who are very introverted and very shy and yeah. very this and don't want people in their space. That would be something they would, you know, in the ADF, they'd have to work very hard at.
5: Well, hospitality also works with like your relationship with the deities. as well. Ah, yes. Yeah so and we're back to honoring a gift for a gift so understanding that if you want deity or the shining ones to bestow upon you a gift that you have to in some way pay that back Mm -hmm. nothing's Mm -hmm. free and And sometimes
3: just your honoring of that is Mm -hmm. the payback
5: and so as gwen had mentioned earlier that part is a little bit more transactional mm-hmm. but then you're dealing with deity and it is what it is <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah you, you get to be careful there right
5: a little bit like Gwen you, you had often hosted various members from the community over the holidays who may not have a, had a place Oh to yeah. Go. yeah that was did that a for years.
1: we did that for years. we called it Mary Mithras Day. We just had an open house on the 25th, which is a statutory holiday here in Canada. A lot of people and and we're in a city where a lot of people are from someplace else. It's a, a coastal city. It has three universities and a lot of people have started new lives here. So they're separated from families or perhaps if they're pagan Perhaps they're not with their partner or something anymore. And and they have shared family arrangements. The kids are with the Christian family and they're at loose ends mm-hmm. on the 25th. And so, uh, yeah, the the house was open and yeah, it was really wonderful. It was really wonderful. We did that for decades. Yeah. And
3: I always looked forward to that.
1: Yeah. It, it was. was
3: always just so welcoming and warm that was actually something that I really had trouble explaining to my mother mm. because where she lived in PEI and where, especially when I was single and had no partner, well, you should come home for Christmas, you know, come to PEI for Christmas, which was very stressful for me. And trying to explain to her that just because I'm a single person doesn't mean I don't have my own Christmas Traditions right. and rituals and things that I want to do during that time period. Yeah, And you can't expect me to just drop everything and come to PEI just because you think I this have is- nothing. Mm-hmm. Because that's not the truth. I don't have nothing. Mm-hmm. I have something very important to participate and
0: honor mm-hmm.
3: and be part of as well. So... Yeah, that the, that open house, that potluck, that get together, never knowing exactly who may show up and who may be there, who you might see. Yeah, was always a yeah. really close to my heart part of that traditionally Christmas time of mm-hmm. year. Yeah, it was it was great. And and uh,
1: we did retire when Dave got sick. And I don't know, you know, things shift and change. But it was a wonderful time oh. in my life. I really I really enjoyed that.
5: But now that you in, we're talking about this, you in a hospital sense, being that you work in a location with a lot of young families, you often now work that holiday. I do, allowing other people to spend time with their family. Yeah, because I choose that. An act of hospitality.
3: Oh wow, that's. Good. I agree. I one hundred percent agree, mm-hmm. and yeah. always have. Yeah. I've always yeah. thought that.
5: Like yeah. you, you're giving something up to make someone else's someone else more comfortable. Right, All right. So we'll move on to moderation. Cultivating one's appetite so that one is neither a slave to them nor driven to ill health, mental or physical, through excess or deficiency. Or as Merriam-Webster defines it, moderation is avoiding extremes of behavior or expression, observing reasonable limits, calm, temperate. So this is a tough one. It is. For pagans.
3: Yes, it's not something that I can claim I have any kind of grasp on whatsoever right i live by myself yeah if i want to eat birthday cake for supper that's what i'm gonna do yeah <laughs> and
5: there's something wrong
4: with that you got gonna be that really interrupts let's all get drunk and go naked <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to though that's true i mean you know if you're doing getting drunk and going naked you know five nights at a seven maybe that okay there we need some moderation but if you're doing it
1: you know, two or three times a year. That's okay. I'm like the total odd man out because it's the one I think I got this. (laughs) This is finally one I have. And I I'm not sure like they probably arrived at these virtues looking at stories and history and culture and stuff. There's those Irish wisdom texts where I think it's a king to his son. And he says, don't be boastful, but don't be too meek. Don't be this, but don't be too that big. And, and there's a reason, like if you're boastful, you get caught up in your whatever, but if you're too meek, people underestimate you. And then I think, although my father didn't label him as such, we were raised very stoic and that is a stoic virtue as well. Uh, In the sense, um, there's a lot of overlap I find in the stoic virtues and the ADF virtues. And And that moderation of you don't set yourself up by going to extremes. You you look for the most efficient or effective or whatever. And I've never really had that extreme emotion, you know, swinging sort of thing. Uh, It's the more the slow burn, I guess.
5: (laughs) Now, moderation also is not just the ability to control oneself in the form of excess but also and we discussed earlier in the series patience Mm. being able to be patient with any situation be it community outreach be it patience for others moderation can
1: be tested in when you're working with community
5: yes definitely you have to understand like a lot of these virtues are two-edged swords they're They mean more than what they first Mm. appear, the last one being the prime example of this. But moderation is not only the one, the ability to control oneself when it comes to the physical, but also the mental
2: so start looking in the right place with LinkedIn. You can hire professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
3: Which again, when you live by yourself, as I'm sure you know as well, and you know, mm. yes, it's the mental moderation. When you live by yourself, is very difficult to control. Oh
5: yes. Very. Um, and it's becoming more difficult as our society progresses. There's nothing stopping me right now from picking up my phone and ordering a new coffee machine with the press of two buttons. Nothing it's stopping true. me from doing that. I know. It's except crazy. moderation. Yeah. And yeah. understanding that I can't necessarily afford that brand new coffee machine. On that note, I found a coffee grinder. Get off topic a little bit. Yeah. But I found this coffee grinder I was like kind of oohing and awing on Instagram. It was $5,000. <laughs> <laughs> so but the moderation oh, in me was like, you're not buying a yes.
3: coffee. dollars How now. is does it ridiculous? work any different than the $50 one? I don't know. And, and here's me. Uh, I Truman had the wooden does. one with the drawer you poured the coffee yes. in and you ground <laughs> it around. And it got it's my coffee. I assume
5: (laughs) this launched you to Mars. Yes. (laughs) When the time came. Or
3: maybe
4: it's, it's some sort of very special was on the spaceship once. So it's got, you know, (laughs) it was on the space shuttle or something. So it's got this great nostalgic,
3: whatever, like pedigree. Yeah. Yeah.
5: But the idea, the idea that like in our society, there's nothing stopping me from just going to download the latest album or the newest movie Uh I want to see. And, like, it's so much easier now than it was oh, yeah. before. So your moderation, your patience is tested. That's
1: so a, that it, yeah, is true. Is very, I, very,
3: very, very um, lacking. And, and so it's much funny, I have yeah. sort of a funny story about that as well. You know, 20 years ago or whatever, when I first went on Plenty of Fish. Mm. And it was like people approached it like online shopping. Like, oh, that's the one I want. Buy now. No, yeah. I'm sorry, it does not work that way. No. Just because you decide that this is the one you want doesn't mean it's going to work out. Yeah. And I, I just found that quite a fascinating that society looked at things online, whether it was online shopping, online dating. Yeah. It very much the one-click buy now.
5: Well, and it, it's not even that. It's like health, fitness. Like you look at Instagram, it's like, why don't I have 28 abs like that guy? I want that now and immediately. But understanding that's
3: not how any of that works. Again, if anybody had found the secret to being healthy and slim and happy. <laughs> they would have published it by now and made it a billion dollars and we would all be healthy and slim yeah, and Yeah, Elon Musk nobody, would have nothing on them. Nobody <laughs> has found that secret yet. No. So not, anybody? not
1: in pill form. There yeah. may be that secret out there, but it involves work.
5: <laughs> it
3: involves even
5: effort. It, yeah. So yeah, moderation is, it's, I wouldn't say it's not one I associate with as much is someone who's worked closely with the community, I definitely understand the patience aspect. So, unlike other, when we record at Gwen's, her cat sits and is quiet. My cat <laughs> is destroying everything and found oh, a marble. so cute. So, that's what you're hearing in the background. <laughs> yeah. that That's moderation.
4: You know what, what I'm finding through all of these? Basis. That the one virtue that goes with every single thing we've talked about comes back to wisdom oh
3: yes of course Mm. every
4: wisdom is the biggest one i think here because every single one of these has to be
3: based on
4: wisdom wisdom Wisdom, i think is
5: is well like 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 we've discussed a few times they all interconnect in different ways yeah sometimes you have to be brave to not push that button on the amazon prime website Mm. and order that coffee maker you have but, to be strong but, to not do that. Well, you
4: but you have to use your wisdom to say to yourself, this is unnecessary. Correct. Yes. It's very interesting. They, they do. They intertwine a lot. Yeah. But wisdom seems yeah. to be the basis of almost everything.
1: I was thinking something an earlier episode and I thought, no, no, I'll bring it up and I forgot, I missed my window. No, but you never while, window. While, it. while you have a screen up and Merriam-Webster up.
5: So there, there's two sources I'm going from. On our, our Grove website is the list of the virtues. And then there's my DP uh, you're, you're explanation, dedican- my dedicated yeah. program explanation of each, of, and I'll link both of those in all that, the show notes. Th-
1: yeah, that's great. I was thinking we maybe should have, we've got all these definitions. What's the definition of a virtue? We're all assuming, we're all talking about the same thing, that we we see a virtue as, What what is a virtue?
5: Behavior showing high moral standards. That's pretty simple. Yeah. Very good. And that's from Merriam-Webster. <laughs> oh,
4: so Merriam-Webster's been as to Oxford
1: English.
5: Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so the last virtue and this is the one that often a lot of people get a little chuckled at, and is often the most misinterpreted one, is fertility, bounty of mind, body, and spirit, involving creativity, production of objects, food, works of art, etc. By appreciation of the physical, sensual, and nurturing. Merriam-Webster defines fertility as the quality or state of being fertile. While the definition of fertility is listed is, and characterized as a great resourcefulness through imagination or fertility. So obviously, the immature child in me is like, eh, women giving birth to children. That's
3: And that mm-hmm. used to come up at the shop all the oh, time. All, the time. Yeah. all but, the time. And to explain to people, fertility mm-hmm. is fertility of thought, yeah. fertility yes. of um, abundance fertility of security yes it's many many different ways that fertility comes into your life or you can promote fertility within your life or the fertility of the earth you know the animals
5: there is a physical and there is a spiritual there is of course the sexual this is mostly referring to your mind Mm -hmm. your ability to Sustain yourself in a sense that you can keep yourself going forward. Be it create, creatively uh, with imagination, uh, thoughts, ideas, or concept, pharmaceuticals, or pharmaceuticals. <laughs> yeah. So, fertility is is one that often uh, people struggle with uh, because it's like it's not the source, but it is often the most affected by depression. Seasonal depression, yes. yeah. world events happening around us, people you keep around yourself. This is the one that people, they may not realize it, but is the one that is mo- they're most affected by without realizing it.
3: Yet we, mm. the witches part of this group, yeah. are surrounded by people, the spectacular ability to manifest what they need in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have seen it. Over and over again. And that is a direct demonstration of fertility, I feel. Mm -hmm. The the people who have, you know, sat in a coffee shop and done a little group spell with milk and pennies to get their dream home and two weeks later. They did. They they did. They placed the offer. Yeah. And so many examples of Mm -hmm. powerful people within our group who have either vocalized or eternalized something they need in their life and are able to produce it mm-hmm. is has been astounding. it's been
4: astonishing it is yeah. it's crazy it's Majnoon, as i told them yes mm-hmm. <laughs> as i told because your little guy earlier Majnoon. Majnoon is the arabic word for crazy it's a little bit of arabic
5: i know that's <laughs>
4: <Majnoon. laughs> crazy
5: So for our grove, our grove is very heavily centered on crafting. Everybody in our grove is some sort of maker. So fertility for us is quite important. The ability to make and then find the drive to make more and to be inspired by the things around us to create differently and to make better, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So for us... I'd say we, we've we created a very good support network in the sense that we often share with each other what we make and how we've made it. And we we talk a lot in our group about what we're crafting, what we're making. And that, for us, is a well of fertility
3: well, in our sense. We've talked about doing skill share yeah. mm-hmm. amongst ourselves as well. People who knit, sharing with people who don't know, who want to learn how to knit. People who can cook a certain fantastic meal. Or they
4: have knowledge, you know, this and that. Because, you know, I've been waiting for Rhonda to be, I've been waiting for Rhonda to be doing the, I really need the. uh, The energy wavelengths explained to me. I mean, I get it, but it's like, how can they be talking about, you know, 527 when the the uh, sound width of something else is nine, like how does this happen? <laughs> just, anyway, sorry, that's a little side thing I find very, very interesting and which ones are too stimulating, which ones are not stimulating enough? you know, doing a little research on my own, but then you hear contra- you, you read contradictory things and It's like, well, how do I know which one's which
1: anyway. Phone so, a friend. Phone a friend. <laughs> the good news and is... And
3: just know that if you read it on the internet, yeah. doesn't mean it's true. No, no it's no, true. No. It's true. And you know what? That
4: is another thing I find wonderful with our community is you know, when I was doing the, the Wicca 101 classes, which uh, or the Witchcraft 101 classes, which went really well. If I can't answer it, I know someone who can.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't know the answer to that, I can find you someone. <laughs> Which is really nice. So there we are. That's fertility. People knowing and it's finding out more and more knowledge. And you know, and now that we're at that stage of life where I am producing no more children. You know, us ladies here, we're not producing more children. We have to think about other types of
3: fertility. You know, the mind, the you know Going from being the Aphrodite ingenue role that I played for so long, and then catching a glimpse of myself in the mirror at physiotherapy, thinking I'm a grandma garden gnome. (laughs) That's that's who I am
4: now. Well, you know, I see myself in the mirror and I do not see what I really look like. I then see what myself in a picture and go, is that me?
2: Mm. Because
4: I still in the mirror. Now, since I've shaved my hair off. Um that, that startles me. It's like, is that me? i mm-hmm. I noticed that in the mirror now. So but, uh,
5: but how you can use the virtues and understanding that you are now a grandma garden gnome, but coming from an Aphrodite perspective, is that you can use your wisdom to understand that there's always a kink for everything on the internet. <laughs> and
1: then you can use the piety to
5: act upon that. <laughs> and then use your vision to be like. Do I really want to do this?
2: What am I going to do? And
5: then use courage to like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And then use integrity and do it well. And then use perseverance and keep through doing it. Even though you're dealing with the most fucked up weird perverts on the internet (laughs) and then use hospitality to welcome them into your home via webcam and then moderation to realize you know what this isn't for me
3: (laughs) and that analogy brought to you by
5: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's a hoot and And half and then the fertility aspect is you like you know what I'm going to teach other people to do this instead of me doing it
0: myself.
5: <laughs> and that's how I will actually make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's very. And funny.
1: I think that's a good spot to end. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's that's no. a dedicated program. Well done there, yeah, Brian. Right. <laughs> well, now we're getting to a
4: very exciting part of our, our podcast here. We want your ghost stories. So I'm going to, Pass this over here to Gwen, who's had this magnificent idea.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think we're getting looking ahead to spooky season, which I know is months away. But we've shared some stories. We've met and had talked to ghost hunters and that sort of thing. But we've heard from feedback from people. There's lots of stories out there. And wherever you are, do you have a family ghost? Did you see Did you see some spirits on the road on the way home one night? Did you, oh, listener with the shoe in the wall, I'm looking at you. Maybe send us your story. You can uh, send a little audio file um brian's gonna set that up for us yep. so Sorry. brian will ha- have a link or if you're not comfortable reading it I can
5: just write it, oh yeah write right we, we can have we'll
1: read out. it for you yeah there's there's lots of stories out there and then we'll just get them all together and share stories when we get close to spooky season in our salmon episode so yes,
4: yeah, so we're we're looking forward to having many of you from all over on yeah. our show and sharing your stories because we love ghost stories here. We're merit- I guess I think everyone does. Yeah, everyone loves the spooky stories because we have from Blue Nose Ghosts by Helen Creighton mm. like straight on through to just so many Spooky stories, and every everybody probably has a slightly spooky story of some sort. Even if they don't believe in ghosts or this or that, everyone's got a story. Yeah, it and we want bad. to hear. And them we want from to hear all it. over the world. Oh. <laughs> we just want it, and that's very interesting. It might be another way to share different um, cultural ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know a ghost may have different names or different types, or you know, depending on the you know, the ones you want, what are they called in your country? The ones you don't want, what are they called in your country? You know, that kind of idea. So we're really, we really want to get this going. So send in your thoughts, ideas, and experiences. So Thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in. And we're very, very happy to be talking here together and with all of you. And thank you, Krista, our editor. That's marvelous. She's marvelous to us. And if you have any questions, comments, suggestions for shows, you can get a hold of us on our Three Witches and a Druid Facebook page. And thank you very much to our Patreons. We're very, very, very grateful to you.
0: Hello, beloved listeners and patrons of Three Witches and a Druid podcast. We would like to take a moment to express our heartfelt gratitude for your unwavering support of our podcast. With your encouragement, we have been able to explore and celebrate the rich and diverse world of paganism and spirituality. We feel blessed to have had the opportunity to share our knowledge and experiences with you. As we continue to grow and evolve, We invite you to join us on this journey and become a Patreon member of our podcast. Your contribution will help us to continue creating quality content and provide you with more exciting episodes filled with wisdom, insights, and a little enchantment. By becoming a Patreon member, you will not only support our mission, but you will also have access to exclusive content behind-the-scenes goodies, discounts, and much, much more. Together, we can create a thriving and supportive community. To our amazing Patreons who have been there to support us through the past three seasons, Sybil, Josie, Catherine, Nicole, Amy Beth, Tomlin, Samantha, Stephanie, Chris, Romos, Eric, Karen, Highland Horde, Danny, Tania, Sarah, Kay, Linda, and Jennifer. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts for being a part of our three witches and a druid family. Let us continue to inspire and uplift each other, and may our collective energy bring light and love to the world. And until next time, everybody, merry meet, merry part, part, and merry meet again. Bless it be. This has been Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Thanks for listening.